and thank you for tuning in to the Attack and Release Show. Season 6, Episode 2. We are into Year 6. Holy crap. I am joined today by the lovely, the one and only, Sam Moses. Ciao. I like the dramatic pause in the beginning. You know, I'm like, oh, do you mean me? The you lovely? mean me? <laughs> the suspense. Oh, wow. Oh, that's killing me. That, that, that's, what, uh, that's what we in the radio world call dead air. Ooh. And it's like, oh, did, did I, did I, is this my fault that I turned this Got off? Got some dead air today. That's it. Anyway, today we have a good, a positive, and uplifting episode. A little bit of a divergence from the gear, the business. This is a little bit of housekeeping. But before that housekeeping, Samuel, why don't you take us into housekeeping? Tell the people what they've won. My friends, listener, you have won the unique opportunity once again to screenshot this episode or past episode that you love, that you adore, that you think is just so nice and that you Mm. would like to share with others. You will tag me dead air at Moses Mastery. <laughs> you will tag Matt at for the record mastery. That's not your radio name now. No, dead air. <laughs> Nickname's dead air. Oh, uh, it's kind of fun. Um, you'll tag Matt. You'll tag me. We will reshare your posts. We're cross marketing as always. You know the drill at this stage. It's great. We get to know each of you one by one. Wonderful community is created. That's the most important part about it. And uh, yeah, maybe you get some perks. You get some new uh, new followers, some new uh, clients, potentially. I know there's a few people out there who've gotten some new clients from this. So um, if you want it to, if you want to help us out, which we are asking for your help, once again, screenshot it, share it. Most Mastering, For the Record Mastering on Instagram. And that's Please. it. Please. Please and thank you. We love you. Thank you. Housekeeping. Closing the door. Locking the door in my car, garage door open, driving out on the street, garage door closed. <laughs> I left the house. Ugh, that's like the slowest mic drop ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anywho, <laughs> on today's episode, we like I said, we're going to be taking a little bit of a, a divergence from the gear, from the business. And uh, this is that time of year. Um, I guess this is a pretty seasonal episode, but you can listen to it really whenever you want. Uh, but when this will air, it'll kind of be the uh, the dead of winter. And uh, it is after December 21st, the winter solstice. So the days are getting brighter day by day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it still takes quite a while. I believe all the way until... When's the summer solstice? Yeah, it's like June. Hmm, uh, so yeah. it take, takes a while for those days to you know creep back up, maybe like March or so. Um, and so it's like me, my whole little area here is a room with no windows. And so I need to remind myself, hey, we're getting a little cranky, a little agitated. Um, you need to go see sunlight because in here at 6 and leaving at 6, you see no sunlight until Saturday. So... We should go outside for a few minutes and, you know, get a little vitamin D and Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. cheer back up. Um, This is also the time of year that I think uh, we also should kind of think about each other's and 
others. Think about each other. And if somebody's on your mind, just shoot them a message. Be like, hey, I was thinking about you. Or if you see something that they did, you know, give them a little bit of encouragement and checking in on your friends. So, Sam, what do you say about an episode on taking care of each other and encouragement? I love that, Matt. I think that's such a great idea, and I want to encourage you that this is a great idea. Oh, well, great. <laughs> Sam, do you ever get depressed? Yes. <laughs> kind of a weird way to start. <laughs> oh, it'll do you up. Do you ever... Uh, hey, and by the way... <laughs> yeah. Had pancakes for breakfast, and are you depressed? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, just, just slide that one by you. Um, yes, I've been depressed before. I, uh, I feel like at this stage, I... I mean, like eight years ago, I was diagnosed with depression, anxiety, panic disorder um, in therapy. And I want to say, to be honest, at this stage, I view myself as a recoverer, as someone who no longer really suffers from depression, anxiety. Um, and that's come from like eight years of, of therapy on and off, and then also doing a lot of self-work and I'll just call it reprogramming of my brain. And... Um, it's been the hardest thing I've probably ever had to do is um, heal a lot of childhood trauma, just daily trauma, and then getting rid of uh, limiting beliefs, getting rid of beliefs that no longer serve me in my current season as a married now father and business owner, and I'm 34 now. Um, but yeah, I've been depressed before. Uh, I know what that feels like. It's a terrible, terrible feeling or even lack of feeling is more so how I felt, kind of like a doom and numbness to reality and to life. Uh, for me, like depression has always circled around kind of a romanticizing of a better time in the past. My anxiety is always usually future-based thinking, which is kind of how I view it all. And then my peace is usually found within being present in the moment, um, which is for me had to be a training, a training of my, my mind to be present. And there's a lot of reasons why all of our brains go to all sorts of places in the past and the future. It could be the way you're raised, it could be religious beliefs, uh, it could be just conditioning of social media at this stage. I've said it before on IGTV, all social media to me is, uh, they're just anxiety platforms because they're all about you posting something and hoping in the future at some point someone sees it and affirms you essentially. Uh, and interacts with it. So social media is all about the future, and the future is usually heavily linked in anxiety and discontentment. But without going down like on a huge rabbit <laughs> rabbit hole, rabbit trail, <laughs> down the <coughs> rabbit hole, um, yeah, I've been depressed before. Um, at this stage in my life, I feel like I know how to have enough margin in my life, um, and I'm able to observe enough emotions and feelings at this stage and label them and name them um, and, and see feelings as good and not harmful and emotions as good and not harmful. Um, at this stage, I can see it and feel it and kind of go, okay, I need, to, <clears throat> I need to go get some sunlight. I need to hang out with friends. Um, I have things I was telling Matt before, it's like affirmations on my bathroom mirror that I read. Uh, they're also kind of just like thoughts for my day. One of them is... Um, I need to eat food, talk to my friends, have fun, and sleep. <laughs> That's literally written on my bathroom mirror <laughs> on a piece of paper. And those are like the things that um, I make sure I do every day is, is food, friends, 
fun and sleep. Um, and that seems to go a long way in taking care of myself and also allowing myself to interact with other people and encourage other people. So depression, yes, had it, had it on and off for many years. And I think the last three or so years, three, four years, I feel like I would call myself a you know depression recoverer instead of a sufferer anymore. Um, but it's a, it's a hell of a journey. If you are in depression, if you've been in depression... Uh, it's the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> it's, it's not fun. Um, but I would encourage I encourage you, if you're out there and you're depressed or you've been depressed, um, you can get help. And you can, I do believe, uh, after being in kind of therapy on and off for so so much time now, I really do think at the root of it, almost all, I'm not a doctor nor a therapist, but all depression anxiety can be uh, healed and you can recover and no longer be someone who suffers from it. You can be a recoverer in theory. Um, but that's just my own opinion. So obviously there are certain circumstances that probably push back on that, but that's kind of my belief as someone who felt very um, depressed and you know, had the thoughts of it. Well, if this is life, I don't want to be a part of it. Uh, you know, feelings. Mm. And, um, you know, as someone who's been down that road and now I'm not, um, you can heal, you can recover, and you can thrive. So let me pause there on that, on that note. <laughs> Get back to my pancakes. Um, and I'll hand it off to you, Matt. I guess, have you ever been depressed? Well, I mean, first and foremost, thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Um, in general, I wouldn't say that I do or really experience it. Um, I mean, I, I don't really take um, really anything to supplement for that. Um, I mean, I have like kind of felt like unbalanced kind of like as I get older. Yeah. And I've talked to like some, I've talked to you and I've talked to like some other people just kind of like, and I've kind of feel like more irritable or something like that. And it's just like, like, I don't know. And it's like, maybe it's like, you know, you take like a few vitamins or something like that. And it's like, oh, that, you know, makes me feel more normal and yeah. less irritable. And granted, it's like also like getting like good sleep and, right. you know, me not eating junk food, I think goes a long way as well. Yeah. Um, um, as far as depression goes, um, I feel like like I I know for a fact that I've had like anxiety attacks to where like you can't and this isn't a regular thing. It's I don't know maybe four or five times in my life to where like you feel like pretty darn out of control and it's like you don't really feel like in control of your brain and yeah. that is pretty scary. And so I see how that can spiral. I don't really know what causes it. Um, it's really weird. I used to kind of have them like at the, the little military college that I went to. It's like that would happen every now and then. It's like you don't really tell anyone because it's like, oh, I'll just man up and suck it up right. kind of thing. Like go walk it off. That's kind of like the mentality of it. And so they had like a like somebody you could go talk to. Um, but in general, it's I don't really know any of my classmates who went through that. I'm sure a handful did. Um <laughs> Um, but I mean, the, the kind of the, the sick joke with that is that I was a really good, um, 
I was really good at uh, at quitting, at i.e., like essentially just not saying no and not yeah. letting yourself say like I, I quit. So it's like kind of like I guess like a reverse quitting that. Um, and so it's like, yeah, I'm going to finish these four years essentially by just being too lazy to voice <laughs> up and say I quit. So yeah, um, um, but yeah, those little anxiety attacks—they were actually not so little. Um, I would say the only time I kind of get into like a weird depressive kind of a state is when, I don't know, you ever have those days where like every day just feels like Groundhog Day? Yeah. And you just get into like this awkward like feedback loop Yes, of like every single day. It's like, okay, I'm in a gray office with gray panels on it and gray speakers. Holy shit, I like gray. Yes. And I'm staying at, staring at gray gear on a gray yeah. screen and it's just like... Like every day is like Groundhog Day. It's like yep. get into my gray Jeep. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm staring at a gray mic right now. Um, but for some reason, just sometimes I'll just get into this weird feedback loop and I'll just be like really frustrated with where I where I am. And it's like you just completely lose perspective of, of like all the blessing that you actually have in life. It's like right. I have a gorgeous wife. It's like if you listen to what happened last year, it's like we are insanely blessed. It's like we have like two... Like, awesome children and it's just like you can you completely lose perspective of that and i i don't know why that happens and uh i don't know what type of fatigue or or whatnot um that is and i'm sure it's like i'm not getting enough sleep or whatnot um but do i do i actually get depressed i i wouldn't i wouldn't say so um i would say i neglect myself significantly in that I don't feel like I have enough time for myself yeah. during the day because whether it's the two mastering sessions, running a business during the day, managing however many people, and then um, going home, you're a dad and a husband. And then when you finally get time to yourself, you kind of push back in a little bit of this, um, I don't know. So like I'm an introvert and... It's like I essentially I describe the difference between an extrovert and an introvert as what do you need um, from, let's say, your surroundings to kind of recharge your batteries. Mm -hmm. Sam is very much an extrovert. And I would say that you recharge your batteries by being around people. Yeah. I overall, yeah, I do. It's got to be the right thing, though. Like, sure. If it's. If it's around people or a situation that I'm not interested in, that's mm -hmm. not life-giving. But yeah, overall, I find myself getting into a, a slump when I haven't seen someone or been out in public. Like for yeah. like every day, my wife knows like every day I need to leave the house. Like mm. and so I do like today. I, I run errands. Like I love running errands. <laughs> oh, so I hate it. I despise it. I'll like today I went to the store. And picked up like some pineapple and ham because I'm making Hawaiian pizza and I've got a dough that's been rising. But I will like purposely um, leave little trips for myself where it's like I went to the store on Sunday. I could have bought that then, but I didn't. I wanted to do it like the day I was going to have it. <laughs> so, 
like went to go do that. <laughs> so like little That's... twenty little twenty thirty minute things for me, I've found of me being back in society, it it gets me out of that. I'm in a gray room with speakers and gear, and I don't talk to anybody. Like, um, that for me is something that's super helpful. And see, and to me, I need the opposite yeah. to where it's like I need time to myself with like kind of no one else around. And it's like you can get like little like stints of that, but there's kind of like a pretty particular like kind of recharge. Yeah. Um, and the things that like operate with people outside of all of that, for me, it has to be scheduled. If it's like, you ask my wife who, she claims to be introverted. I think she's pretty extroverted. This woman just thrives around other people and she's like, I, 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 yeah, she, she, to me, it seems like she, she does require people. Um, and when she doesn't, it seems like there is something missing. When there's too many people in my life, there is something missing, and it's me. <laughs> and uh, I, I think that that would definitely trigger, let's call it like the gray room effect or the Groundhog Day syndrome, if you will. And it's weird because it's just like an I'm going nowhere kind of thing. And I do think it's like an introvert-extrovert thing. But anyway, what I was getting to is eventually I'll get to this point, and it happens pretty frequently. And this is what I'm kind of working through now is I'll go through this, and I think this is like the current quote-unquote buzzword, mm -hmm. but I'll go through this like self-sabotage to where it's just like, I'll just stay up until like two in the morning knowing I'm going to wake up in four hours to go, like have to go be a productive person. Yeah. And, or it's like, I'll push a session or something. And it's like, I'm not trying to do it intentionally. It's just like my brain being like, no, we need like just time to ourselves. And it's like, I, 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 we're not going to bed at 1030. That's just not happening today. And it's like, no, I need to go to bed at 1030. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to go waste a shit ton of time on YouTube. And it's just like, man, this is like, like, it doesn't happen as much anymore, but I would say like, I should probably talk about it more. Yeah. And it's nothing like, it's nothing that I'm struggling with. It's just like, no, Matt, this is just a matter of you needing to be disciplined and going to bed when you need to go to bed. And this could probably be remedied a little bit easier. So I don't know. Um, I would say that's about as close as I get to it. And then I get into this feedback loop of not too much sleep and like, like, I, I don't know. And it's, it's like some people will say, it's like, well, how do you, like, in, in general, like, this does not happen a lot. But it's like, whenever you wake up early, it's like, well, how do you, like, find the time to do something? It's like, well, you always have time to do something. It's, like, generally just you giving up, like, time of you on your phone or, like, like sleeping. Because yeah. it's like, I don't know, how, how, much, how much sleep do you, like, really need? Then what are you willing to give up to go do, like, X, Y, or Z? And so kind of figure in, do I need to go to bed earlier? How much sleep do I actually need? In college, I kid you not, I was getting like three to four hours of sleep a night. Like even today, I can get four hours and I can be like productive. Like four hours is still like I can do a lot. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be pretty darn tired. But I'm going to hit that second wind if like I get into this feedback loop of like, no, we're going to stay up until like 1230. I don't stay up until two in the morning. Yeah. That's like a, that's like maybe like a weekend thing or I don't know, hanging out with friends, drinking by a fire and I don't know, just smoking cigars and whatnot. You wake up like all groggy the next morning. That's like a week. <laughs> that's like, that's, that's a weekend thing. But 
I don't know. There's no reason to stay up to like 1230, 1 o'clock or something like that. If you got to be in and do that, and then you got to go be a productive human, it's like there's really no reason to do that. So that's kind of like a weird little, I guess for the fourth time he's saying it, feedback loop that I can yeah. get into. Um, but it's not a depressive thing. I'm trying to figure it out. I would love to talk to somebody to kind of help explain that and to work through it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I need to see a professional about it. I don't think it's like that big of a problem. I think it's just like, Matt, just be a disciplined adult <laughs> and go to bed at a normal time. Um, so I don't know. That's about as close as I get. Yes. But anyway, on to like the... In- I don't. I don't know what to do about that. I. I. I don't know. Besides, like talking with somebody else about yeah. it and being like, "Do you do this? What do you do to get over it?" Right. The only thing I can think to go and get rid of it is to like, and I'll. I'll get into this weird loop of so like I'll start going to the gym and I get really really good at waking up because I'll do like, what was it? I'll have my alarm set for 4.30. I'll be at the gym by 5. I'll shower at the gym, and I'll be in the studio by 6.15, 6.30. It all kind of like shakes out the same as far as productivity, except I'm like kind of jazz. It's like you got that whole like endorphin rush and everything. And that's all good, but then you're just so naturally tired by like 10.30 that you're just like, okay, this is what I need to do. But then what happens is because I have kids in preschool is they like are all around all these other kids and they're like putting their hands in other toys and crap in their mouth and snotting all over it. And they just share this Petri dish of a classroom for three to four hours a day. It gets sent home. And then like every two weeks, like clockwork, you're just like thrown off the gym cycle and you're just like, this is horrible. And you're just like this like raisin of a human that can't even like muster to get up. And then you're just like, it's like impossible to get back onto that schedule. So I think that's what throws me into the feedback <laughs> loop. I hate being sick so much because it's like you can't master, you can't do anything, you can't hear anything. Oh, I can't stand it. Anyway, that's my rant. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk, Sam. Um, so I wouldn't say that is worse than having any type of depression or some type of like imbalance or whatnot, but that just kind of something that I get in that, I mean, if anyone's out there and wants to talk about that, I would love to talk through my whole little feedback loop because I do not understand it. But I think also it's an introvert extrovert thing that I'm also like a, like a chronic night owl. Yeah. Um, so I feel like if I had like a studio at home, I would just switch my, my my session hours to after everyone goes to bed. So anyway, um, let's get on to, do you have anything else to say about that first part? Uh, I don't think so. Can move on to like encouragement type things. Yeah, that's what I was going to do. <laughs> that was that um, nature. So what do you think about the whole thing? Do you think it's awkward if you were just to like randomly DM someone who you think is just doing just a general really good job? And even if not, if they just like kind of pop to your mind, you just like go on Instagram or if you have their number, you just shoot them a text, be like, hey, you're on my mind. I hope you're doing well. And it's like, I don't know. I was just kind of thinking about this earlier. It's like the potential of like triggering a like new perspective or giving someone an extra boost just kind of seems like an all-around net gain. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I'm all for... Is that awkward? I don't know. I mean, I 
I don't think encouraging someone is awkward. And if someone takes it as awkward, then it is what it is. Like sure. the the return on investment of being encouraging is quite high for yourself yeah. and others. And as long as it's being done, I think without ulter- ulterior motives, or like being creepy. Yeah, because that's I ha- I've had that happen. I mean, that happens to me like every few months where someone is trying to get something out of me, connection, uh, email, uh, you know, an intro, or something, and it all started from like. A compliment, which at this stage I just take the compliment. Still, I'm like, I agree with that compliment. <laughs> but then <laughs> there was also other motives. You're so you self-assured. Know? Yeah, just like yeah, the, you know, I go back to the start, and I'm like, yeah, you know, the compliment is correct. It was great. You know, that record is awesome. Um, but I also understand why people do that too. You know, they're just trying to, they're trying to work. They're trying to meet people. So, is it the best way to go about it? Probably not, based on what I've seen work, but uh, yeah, messaging people, I do it all the time still. I'll comment on people's records that I didn't work on. I'll tell people when I see them randomly out and about. You know, some of my best friends are literally mixers who never send me anything. Like, (laughs) it was like that guy, I'm not going to say his name, but that guy I said earlier, Matt, who loved the Dave McNair, uh, who said that was like Mm -hmm. one of his favorite episodes ever. I literally have never mastered anything for him. And he sends his mixes to other great master engineers, and we are great friends. And, um, you know, I have many people, not many, but I have a lot of friends who never use me. Um, and I tell them, like, hey, sounds great. Mix sounds great. Ma- yeah, like, the master sounds great. So I know the mix sounded great. Like, <laughs> you yeah. know, and tell them it's awesome. And it's, you know, it's, um, I'm a big believer in. Uh, positive thinking. I'm a big believer in manifestation. I'm a big believer in all the woo-woo stuff uh, that some of you probably <laughs> checked out already just when I said that about positive thinking and, and manifestation. But um, if you really want to like go down a fun rabbit hole, you just need to read the CIA gateway process document that was declassified. Um It's about a 30-page document that basically confirms uh, manifestation is real, pattern thinking is real, color breathing is real, which are all things I do during meditation. Uh, But basically, the CIA spent many years um, studying if you focus on something in, in your brain or you draw a picture or you view something every day, such as a beach house or a house or a car or a watch or something, that it literally, all of reality is, I'm going to lose so many of you, all of reality is basically a hologram <laughs> consciousness and that uh, as soon as that thought comes in and if you focus, it starts to be brought to you. There's other books that have been written around this idea, but this is literally from the CIA. You can go read it, just gateway process. Or uh, yeah, the gateway process is what it's called, um, and it came out in two thousand three. But there is some real power in uh, putting out into the universe encouragement, <clears throat> affirmation, and that coming back to you. Um, for those of you that are in audio, which is probably most of us, <laughs> all of life is frequency which is a real thing. That's definitely, hopefully, something we all agree on. All of life is energy and frequency. And that's not a woo-woo thing. That's science. Um, 
It's just that our different senses interpret the frequency, so you can't hear everything. But your eyes are seeing frequency. Um, like, you know, they see frequencies instead of hearing them, and vice versa. Uh, but everything's frequency. And I don't know if you've ever looked up on YouTube or anything, but like saying encouraging things, uh, the frequency of it is more pleasing to the cells <clears throat> of the body. Like there's all sorts of beautiful, real, non-crazy, <laughs> what sounds like crazy when I said everything's hologram conscious, um, might sound crazy to some of you. There's tons of good research about uh, being encouraging, being positive, being that to other people. Um, and the effects it has in yourself and your and your surroundings and the people in your life. So do I think it's weird to encourage other people r- randomly? No, I think it's I think it's great. I think we need more of it. I think it's a great way to find friends. <laughs> I think it's a great way to meet people. Um, I think it's one of the best icebreakers is to tell someone, hey, I really liked this record or I'll sometimes comment on people's stuff just like, hey, I really like your dog. Like, or that joke was funny or like, you know, like common things. Um, But yeah, I don't think it's weird to encourage people. And I know so many of our people in this community have encouraged us every week by saying, hey, like when you, when you do housekeeping, that's encouragement for Matt and I, Matt and I will screenshot all the time and say, this is why we do what we do. Like, this is why we do what we do because we're creating a organic, real community that loves each other, encourages each other, and wants everybody to succeed and be part of community instead of competition. So the long-winded answer is yes. I'm a full believer in encouragement and sending people encouragement. If anyone wants a kind of snapshot, so like the way that like Sam and I do these podcasts is... Generally, so this is all Eastern time. Sam's on Central time or whatever. I'm Central, so, but not not foreign to me. Uh. At four p.m. my time, we'll hop on a we'll hop on an hour long phone call and just catch up about whatever, and then we will from five until six or six fifteen. We'll normally do this recording into this podcast. If you want the closest snapshot to what that phone call looks like before this recording starts. It was that last conversation <laughs> of like Sam talking about manifestation and all that stuff. It's probably like the most like honest thing. And then the whole time you're talking about that, did you hear that that whole thing that like what I think came out of that project gateway was like, aren't there like like professional meditators yeah. that like governments have? Yes. And they'll like and it's like really, really weird. I and I don't know if it's true or not, but it's like there's stories of like planes going down in like the Horn of Africa, and like they send people out for weeks trying to find these downed planes. Yeah, like militaries and whatnot flying over. They can't find them. Yeah, and then like they have like asked these people wherever they are to us. It's it's like what is it like remote viewing or whatever it is. Yeah, they do out of body. There's. It's like yeah, it's 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 full woo woo stuff. Yeah. yeah, I think like and like, but like they're able to like like not talk, but like agree on like this similar location within like a certain like pretty darn close area that the military hasn't been able to find. That's maybe two hundred miles off course, and like they totally found like this plane. 
Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, it could be a total fluke or it could actually be a thing, but there's a lot of <sighs> yeah, I don't cases know. that are like that. I don't know about that case specifically, but there's... I'll have to send it to you. Yeah. I, f- I found it like a week or so ago. There's a lot of, I mean, yeah. There's a lot of, I know, stories about that have come out of the gateway, uh, you know, document. But yeah, I mean, the. I just want to read like... <laughs> and then I'm going to end up. The the patterning section. This episode is kind of going in another direction. It's amazing, but I know I know how to bring it back. Yeah. And so we'll, you you go. I'll just read this. Isn't, then you wasn't bring this also back. what like the movie The Men Who Stare at Goats? Wasn't that what all this was around? Oh, I don't to? know. Maybe they're like. Did you ever watch that movie? Uh huh. They're like blowing up their. They're blowing up clouds in the sky. <laughs> you need what, to watch that yeah, movie. That's like one hundred percent we're talking about right now. This is um, from the document from the government patterning, which is basically manifestation. Uh, It says, this technique involves the use of the consciousness to achieve desired objects in physical, emotional, and intellectual sphere. It involves concentration on the desired objective while in a focus 12 state. And for those that want to know, focus 12 state is basically meditation, deeply relaxed state. I just, that's a parenthesis, that's not in the document. But that's what focus 12 state means. Extension of the individual's perception of that object into the whole expanded consciousness and its projection into the universe with the intention that the desired object is already a matter of established achievement, which is disdained to be realized within the time frame specified. This particular methodology is based on the belief that the thought patterns generated by our consciousness in a state of expanded awareness create holograms which represent the situation we desire to bring about. In so doing, establishes the basis for actual realization of that goal. Once the thought's generated, the hologram of the sought-after object is established in the universe. It becomes an aspect of reality which interacts with the universal hologram to bring about the desired objective which might not, under other circumstances, ever occur. In other words, the technique of patterning recognizes the fact that since consciousness is the source of all reality, our thoughts have the power to influence the development of reality in time-space as it applies to us if those thoughts can be projected with adequate intensity. However, the more complicated the objective sought, yeah, the more complicated the objective sought and the more radically it departs from our current reality, the more time the universal hologram will need to reorient our reality asphere or reality sphere, to accommodate our desires. Monroe trainers, which was part of the training people, the Monroe people, caution against attempting to force the pace of this process because the individual could succeed in dislocating his existing reality with drastic consequences. <laughs> so in other words, don't try and manifest something too strange from your reality because you could dislocate yourself from your current reality. <laughs> But anyway, that's literally in the CIA government uh, document, and uh, it's a wild thing. It's a fun document to read through, and then you can you can come to your own conclusions. But a lot so of it like, to me is is about positive thinking and like being able to use different things to manifest in yourself and others, uh, great things, encouraging things. So carry on. <laughs> so I will say like at, so this is like the whole like bringing it home thing. Yeah. Um, I will say as I get older, um, I'm, I've been thinking about this manifestation thing more and more, um, trying to think, is this the, is this like a general like thing that like, that we don't understand or is this just kind of, 
an enhanced version of like objectivism and yeah. materialism that essentially it's like, yeah, okay, I want this really bad. I'm going to save up for it. And right. It's like going to be the thing I'm always thinking about. I'm going to get it. 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 And then, you know, I, I eventually get it because I've been thinking about it and I can't stop thinking about it. Right. So it's like, <clears throat> I think it's like a little bit of one in the same. Yes. Um, Let's, I don't yeah. know, and I don't. I don't really think that anybody knows. I do know that the whole like Monroe Institute, that that is a thing, and I think that's who like the people that do like the remote viewing thing. Yeah. Also, they also have an app on meditation, and so I, I had it. I had it on my phone because um, I was like, I want to be able to <laughs> see what Sam's doing. Um, it's called Expand. It's the Expand app. Interesting. Um, yeah, I I did like one little session in it, and I was like, wow, I feel a lot better. <laughs> yes. And I was like, maybe I should just you know slow down and stop being, you know, so go go go. Um, but I don't know. I haven't done any remote viewing yet. <laughs> I just said in one of the last episodes that it's like, do you have a resolution? It's like, yeah, I think meditating would be nice. Just you know, slowing down and slowing mm-hmm. your brain down. And I think there's nothing bad in like being in a moment and like not going crazy. That's like running two businesses, a podcast, dad, husband, that whole thing. It's like, it's a lot. Yeah. And so it's like, if I see like, this is back on the encouragement train. Like, I do think that if, like I, if I see a dad or whatnot who like I follow or whatnot, who's like taking some time out with their kid, be like, "Hey, hey man, good on you. It's like, like father, son, father, daughter time. It's like, good for you. Um, I think that, um, especially with that, it's like, I think like one of the things that like genuinely like breaks my heart is fatherlessness. And, uh, and so it's like when I do see like a dad spending time with their kids and stuff like that, I'm just like, dude, hell yeah. It's like, like, good job, dad. Um, it just, uh, that, that's kind of like a big thing on my heart. It's like genuinely like, um, makes me sad. Yeah. So, uh, if I see that, it's like I want to make sure. It's like if nothing else, it's like like encouragement. It could be reinforcing behavior. It could be one and all the same. Yeah. Um, as far as manifestation is concerned, um, that's also a reason why when I tell y'all about the business plan and to do a business plan every year, I like bringing it one hundred percent back. Um, essentially, having a business plan and having a plan about next year and what you're going to do in your business is 100% you creating goals and you essentially manifesting this and you're manifesting these goals into existence. Now, don't get me wrong. Once again, kind of like what you said is that they could be so far-fetched that it's something that is kind of bizarrely unobtainable. Yeah. Um, but if you, I think you create them in such a way, I've actually refined my business plan since I've, like sent it out, um, and I can talk about that later or in another episode. But <clears throat> I think that if you do kind of like put that kind of out there, that it's like, you know, I do think I want to go a little bit more analog, and I think this is the way I want to go. Are you really going to manifest all these pieces of gear on reverb? No, no. but if I tell you that there's <laughs> a UPS truck with a dent on the right side that has a bomb in it, guess what? You're going to go around and look at UPS trucks with dents in them being like, oh, not going near that thing. (laughs) And it's like, not today. 
What can Brown do for you? It's like, not that. Um, so is it manifestation or is it actually you picking up on it? I will say right. this. There is, um, there's an employee who works for us currently, and um, I don't know if this is appropriate to say, but it's it's a good example. Um, she's had enough um, bad work working experiences that, like, anytime we go to, I, I go to her office, she's always like really skittish, like like deer in the headlights, and it's like. It's like, what's going on? I'm just asking you if you want like me to like I was gonna get lunch. Do you want on my lunch order? And it's like we're getting the whole lunch on like, you know, Chipotle or Chick-fil-A or something. Do you want on the order? And she's like, Oh, it's like sorry, just always skittish. She's like, Well, stop that. And she's always talking about like like being fired and all that stuff. And it's like I don't necessarily believe in manifestation, but it's a great word because it's like you are programming the people to associate the word fired and your name in the same sentence. And so it's like pre-programming people to hear the word fired and your name in like the same thing. It's also like my wife and I do not allow ourselves to say the word divorce. It's called, it's the D word. Like we're like, it is just something that is not my vocabulary. I've probably since been married, that word included have only said it like six or seven times. Yeah. And it's never, we're, it's never when we're together that it has ever been said from my mouth because we just don't allow ourselves to say that because there is power in saying words and there's power in not saying words. Mm-hmm. And so bringing this all back to like encouragement and whatnot, um, th- there are power in the in these words that you're saying to people. And it's like whether somebody's having a good day or whatnot, they can be totally up their own ass and they can just like, I don't know, not ghost you, but just kind of like take what you're doing as creepy and try to not do that in a creepy way. But it's like you do want to, I, I, I think it's good. It's like, you know, it's like even if like you wanted to, like there's even like biblical approach to it about just like being like grateful. I think it's like, I don't know the verse or anything, but it's like from like the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so it's like, if like you have gratitude for like something that someone's brought into your life, whether that's music or whether that's just like you seeing them have a great time. And it's like, you've like vicariously lived through them just having a great time with their kids. And just be like, hell yeah, go get it, dad. It's like, I don't think anything's wrong with that. And like encouraging that behavior and encourage them like not to essentially seek out that positive affirmation every time that, that happens, but just being like, I don't know, not saying that you should post every time you're hanging out with your kids. I think kids on social media are kind of weird. I kind of limit it, but it's like some stuff's just like kind of cute and you want to share it. Um, but yeah, I think it's good to encourage each other. I think it's um, it's even better to take care of one another. And it's like generally it's like you don't find out that someone really needs help until like they should have had help a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I guess the whole like thesis of this episode is just like, make sure you're reaching out to people. Make sure you're taking care of each other. Currently, right now, it's the winter. People typically are more depressed this time of year, hence this episode. Um, so that was just kind of, that was just kind of where this episode came from. So uh, any other thoughts, Sam? Um. Yeah, I mean, I would say too. You can encourage yourself. Like I kind of talked about that earlier, but hmm. there is a lot of power. Like through my 
through my therapy and stuff, I've spent a lot of times, a lot of time reprogramming my brain because everything really is like a pattern. Like you create patterns in your life. Like the way you think about things, the way you view things is all pattern. And a lot of those patterns are given to you from childhood. You didn't have a say in them. Um, or you've slowly, it's like, mm. like the fear of like a UPS truck. <laughs> like if you're afraid it's going to blow up. Um, the more you pattern yourself with that, the more that programs your brain to be fearful of trucks for no real reason in theory. Um, and I've found over many years that you can encourage yourself. Like you have a lot of power within yourself to change your emotional state, your mental state, your physical state, like within a couple minutes. Like you saying you did like a minute long meditation, you felt better. Um, that's because physiologically you you changed everything. You were feeling better because you you were better. <laughs> like there's dopamine release, there's serotonin, there's uh, different things that happen within your body to rebalance you and make you feel uh, safe, really, at the end of the day, um, and make you feel like good, like the good feelings. Um, but yeah, you can encourage yourself. Like I spend time every day uh, reading through things on my bathroom mirror while I brush my teeth for two minutes um, with my Sonicare toothbrush, which has a two minute timer on it. <laughs> But I spend two minutes every day. It's not a huge commitment, but it's something I consciously have been doing for like eight years now of reading through like two pieces of paper that are taped on my mirror of like different things. And that that paper changes all the time. Sometimes I'll cross things off that don't serve me anymore um, where I'm like, hey, this was really good five years ago, but I've like grown past this pattern. Like I've I've healed from that or I'm not really interested in that anymore. And you have the freedom at any time to change those things um, and affirm yourself. And I'm a big believer in, in positive thinking. Like I said, um, I grew up not being very positive. I grew up not being very optimistic. Um, and it's, it's a hard way to live life. It's very difficult to live life. And this isn't... What's wild about everything I'm saying is I'm not in denial of reality that hard things don't happen all the time. Like, it's... Um, it's made me more aware, I think, of all reality of ups and downs and learning how to make room for it all and how to handle it uh, in a healthy way uh, as opposed to a negative way always. But you have a lot of power within yourself like today to just change a pattern, like change. If you get a, I use it even like with clients, like I stopped, I have it written on a big on my to-do list on my computer, it says, do not create friction. Like, do not create friction, solve the problem. That's what it says. <laughs> and with clients, like, when I started, I put that up on my top of my list of what I see every day, like the last four or five years, I, it has changed my whole business. It has changed everything. Like, to address a client with the mindset of, I'm not trying to create friction, I'm trying to solve a problem, you just, like, everything is smooth sailing. 99.9% mm -hmm. .9 of the time. And that's a choice. It's a pattern. And now when I get feedback from clients or things, I'm just like, thank you. It's great. Would love to do that. I'll make the adjustment. No problem. Here's the improvement. Like, check it out. Mm -hmm. And it's all like, you have so much power. And I hope that's what people hear. Like, if you're still listening, you didn't turn it off when I was talking about holograms, <laughs> consciousness. Like, you have a lot of power to create a business you love to take care of yourself. It's actually your own responsibility as well. Like, 
It's nobody else's job to really take care of your emotions. It's your job as an adult. And if you're listening to this, you're probably an adult. And adults take care of their own responsibilities. That doesn't mean uh, we don't have needs that need to be met from other people at some time. But at, at a baseline, at a core healthy foundational system, it's your job to take care of yourself, take care of your emotions, take care of your needs. Um, and part of that is encouraging yourself and encouraging others. And by encouraging others, you're taking care of some of your core needs of just being part of community um, and being you know, interactive with people. So every day you can make a choice. Like I you know, want to challenge like this week, if you're listening to this episode, for the next five days, just write one, one sentence down and put it on your bathroom mirror and just say it once a day. It'll take you five seconds. And then just think about, like at the end of the week, think, how do I feel about saying the sentence? Like, how do I, do I feel better or worse? Is this good or bad? <laughs> like, you'll know instantly. You'll most likely know it's good. Uh, most likely. You may be even surprised, like if you write down something that's like, I really want a massive passive or I really want to make X amount of money in my work this year you would be surprised at how quickly your brain will go, okay, we've put that into motion now. We've put that out into the physical universe. And so now we're aware of this thing that we want. And then there was a really good interview. I think it was Will I Am and Oprah, <laughs> which I probably lost more of you there. Um, <laughs> but Will I Am talks about having his, his antenna up. And uh, his antenna up means like once he puts something out there, his antenna is up in his brain that it begins to pay more attention to the things that'll help him reach that goal. So I've noticed that in my life where I'm like, I want to do this and that. All of a sudden my antenna is up and I magically, not magically, I think your brain is just aware of like, oh, we're listening differently now for certain things. So I might meet someone who all of a sudden I'm like, oh, they know exactly about this thing. How did I never know that? It's because you never put it out there. Like, mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's the idea of like, don't think of an elephant. You think of an elephant. It's it's that simple concept of whatever you you put your energy towards, whatever you focus on, whatever you continually reiterate. You're creating uh, patterns and you're creating a reality. And you can either create a reality of encouragement within yourself and with others, or you cannot. Like it's up to you. Um, but there is a lot of power within yourself to create the things you want to create. And uh, if you partner the thinking with proactive actions of working hard, being diligent, making plans, because that's, that's a lot of my quote-unquote manifestation. And you'd be like, oh, he just worked really hard. I didn't sit around and do nothing. <laughs> I work very hard, but I do focus a lot on where I want to go. And that helps me clarify where my energy goes. So that's my rant to wrap. Encourage yourself, encourage others. It's easy. It's free. Costs you nothing. Do it. Yeah, I like that. That's, uh, I mean, I remember there was this thing several years ago when like everyone was on the Gary V thing. Um, he said, uh, as far as like investing in people, like, like essentially you're in, like you would do like, a, I don't know, if you have like, let's say a dollar. And it's like maybe you invest like one dollar a week, and you essentially you do two cents at a time. And it was essentially oh, yeah. like things like mm-hmm. like grow compliments or something like that. And essentially, it's like you do like fifty comments a week um, at your you know giving your two cents, giving your opinion, 
And so 50 times two, you have, you know, you got your dollar. And so you're investing $1 a week into yourself, your brand, whatever it is. And I always thought that was kind of interesting, but it's like if you were to take that and you were just to invest that into just encouraging others and and taking care of others, um, I think there's like at least some significant life change that could come out of that. And like I said, you're going to have some people who are like thinking you're a creeper or something like that. And but I don't know. I kind of challenge you just to get out there and um, just encourage others. So, like I said, it's kind of like a cold time of year, and it's a dark time of year. So, nothing. Uh, there's nothing really that's going to cost you about being nice to people. And if someone comes back, calls you weird, or is mean to you, it's like you know what. He probably needed it more than uh, more than he knows. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, unless you're being creepy. <laughs> Anywho, um, I think that's all we got. This was a totally weird episode. We went on <laughs> quite the journey. Um, everything from you know just texting your friends, you know, it matters more than you think, kind of thing, to um, talking about manifestation and then like projecting holograms. <laughs> And, and I mean, who the hell knows where this podcast is going to end up? It could be probably our most listened to podcast. Our metrics are bizarre they and they are. are changing and I do not understand them at all. Um, it's like, it's funny because like the gear episodes, they'll do well and normally they'll be like the most listened to episode. But then like this past gear episode, it's not underperforming. It's just like just slightly better than average, which is normally they're exponentially better than average. And so I'm not like hounding over the, hounding over the metrics, but you know, you put out an episode and you're kind of like, yeah, I wonder what this guy's going to do because it's, they're generally like impressive. And you can tell by the first like 24 hours of what an episode's going to do. And, uh, it's like the gear episode's not bad, but it's not like nothing to write home about. And so, I saw that, and then like the Q and A totally threw me for a loop because it's one of our best performing episodes. So we're totally going to do like <laughs> yeah. two or three Q and As this year. Um, I don't know, but it's kind of interesting. And I think the reason that is is because I do think that our audience is being a little bit more refined, mm-hmm. and I think that our audience over the past five now into year six is really kind of like aligning themselves with like what's important to them. And you kind of see when gear is important. And I'm kind of seeing that if it's about gear, it's more about how to use gear as opposed to what you got. Um, you know, kind of like opening your trench coat kind of thing is like, you know, you see a fake watch you want kind of thing. It's like, that's a gear episode to me, but like a how to use your gear I feel like that's definitely something people sink their teeth into a little bit more. So it's kind of interesting just as we go and just kind of learning and dissecting like what people what people want and what they want to hear. But what you can do at home is you can tell us what you want to hear. If there's an episode that you want to hear, if there's like a topic you want us to talk about or whatever, that would be super appreciated because we essentially want to deliver episodes and content and everything based on what you want to listen to. We want to be a podcast you enjoy listening to, and we think that we already are, but how can we better serve you? That's the question. Um, So anyway, if you hear a beat in the background that was made by the one and only, the lovely Sam Moses, if you wouldn't mind just hopping into Sam's DMs, giving him some encouragement and say, thank you for making, this is like one episode 136, 136th beat that he's made. 
Actually, I don't know what this episode will be because we had that little Christmas ditty that we mm-hmm. did, and I don't know if I'm going to keep that or take it down. So no, this will be episode 137 because we got another one in the till that's not uploaded yet. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah, if you can just give him some encouragement, say thank you for doing this because I am just eternally grateful that you make these episodes sound as good as they do. Um, and if you need a mastering engineer, Sam can be found at Moses Mastering. I can be found at For The Record Mastering. Um, we'd love to take your record across the finish line and just, yeah, give you the, the best sounding record that you could possibly have. Um, we would be honored to, to do that. What else? Yeah, once again, if you wouldn't mind just taking a screenshot of this moment and just sharing it and saying, I love the Attack Release Show. Um, tag me and Sam in it. We'll cross-market it and do all that. But mainly, I just want to tell you thank you for listening and supporting the show. That's, mm-hmm. that's really what that means to me. It, like Cross-marketing aside, I just want to know who's listening and just say thank you for listening. Um, so as far as metrics are concerned, we are all over the place. It is crazy. Don't get me wrong. We have a lot in the United States, but like number two is like an other that I can't see. It's a big chunk. And you have like United Kingdom, Australia, Canada, Germany, Finland, Sweden, Hong Kong, and Norway. I want to know who the Hong Kong people are. That <laughs> that to me is fascinating. I want to know who, who who those people are. There was a while. I don't know if our metrics were, metrics were screwed up or what, but Hong Kong was like a massive part of our metrics. <laughs> And you can go back and find episodes where that was. But anyway, um, thank you wherever you're listening. Thank you for listening to the show. Um, I think with that, do you have anything else for the people, Sam? No, it's great. Cool. Morning, afternoon, evening, whatever you're having, have a darn good one. Cue the music. Cue it. Thanks for listening, y'all.